Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives Podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. everyone, welcome to the Psychic Wives podcast. I am Jerry Carabin. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And <laughs> for all the people on YouTube that are looking at her going, do I go? <laughs> so you all know Genevieve Hackett. She's been with us uh, multiple times before. Um, she was with us not too long ago. And I believe that uh, at the end, after the recording, we were talking about other topics. We really love having um, Jen on and a couple of our other regulars, Mary, et cetera. Um, and um, she told us a, a story about being in the hospital with her husband for extended period of time and how she had some pretty cool visitors. So we're really just going to kind of let Jen take this over and talk about these really cool things that happened to her uh, while she was in, in the hospital. And then of course, we'll um, be interrupting and asking questions and possibly go off topic. Like we usually do, like we just said before, mm -hmm. uh, but okay, Jen. So start by explaining what happened. I mean, you don't have to go into detail about your husband, but yes, go ahead. Well, so my husband was in the hospital. He had a, um, a AAA, which is an aortic, dissection um and it was really he's lucky to be alive um mm -hmm. his was an emergency one and he ended up staying in the hospital for 52 days and then um we went home for 14 hours and then he was back for another seven days so i stayed with him the entire time because of um some stuff at the hospital so he um he was in a coma when he first came out of surgery. He was in surgery for like 10 hours and it was a medically induced coma. But while I was sitting there, um, my stepson was with me who also has the gift of sight. That's what we call it. Mm -hmm. um, Irish people call it. Um, I don't probably other people too, but I just only know Irish people. Um, anyways, so he was, we were sitting there and I had my hand under my husband's hand because his hand was warm and that was what was giving me comfort at the time because he wasn't moving and he was these things sticking out everywhere. And, um, my stepson said, Jen, grandma's here. And that would be my husband's mother. And I said, I, I know I can feel her. And he said, I can see her. And I said, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes I see, sometimes I don't, it just depends. So I was like, that's really cool. I'm like, is she saying anything? And he's like, no, she's just standing there. And she's looking at dad. And I said, okay, awesome. Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I could feel her and it was good and, and whatever. And then we just felt her the entire time we were there. And sometimes we'd see her, sometimes we wouldn't. But what ended up happening was from there, we started to see other people. There was a lot of other family members. And then throughout the stay, there was 
spirits that would come. I remember this one male spirit that came in and really wanted me to go talk to, I think it was his daughter and tell his daughter like that he's there and try to offer comfort and all this stuff. And I don't just walk up to people and be like, Oh, Hey, yeah, mom is here. Or I'm like Teresa Caputo or whatever. I think it's invasive. So I don't do it. I, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe this girl doesn't want to talk to him. I don't know what their relationship right. was. So I'm like, you know what, if, if, you know, just be around her and she'll feel it. And if you still want to talk to her, guide her to a medium. So that once that happened, it like, it like opened the floodgates. So we were in a big hospital in Boston and it just kept happening. And then when the residents would come in, um, cause you know, most of those hospitals are teaching hospitals there, people would come with them and be like, tell, tell them I said, hi, tell them I'm proud of them. Tell them this. And I'm like trying to focus on what they're saying for my husband. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. You know, I, I want to interrupt for a second because this is interesting because I know Kathy and um, Kathy and I studied for a, a bit under Joe Shield. And okay. I remember being uh, in one of my first classes with him or something. And I guess he touched on, and other people have touched on this as well, about how what if there's no one coming through? Like, what if there's no one coming through? And his answer was that there are so many loved ones in spirit that right. that's not going to happen. In other words, if they find somebody, they're like, oh, my God, and tell all your friends kind of thing. So yeah, it's sort yeah. of like that's what happened to you. Like, holy shit, there's a medium in room 206 or whatever. Right. Right. It's like a lighthouse went up and they went, yeah. oh, they're doing that over there. Yeah. They all come come flocking over. Yeah. You know, there's never not people from the other side. There's never not spirits, whether they're your spirits or not, is an entirely different story. Right. I, I just did a reading last night and half of the people that came through weren't even for her. And then right. you know, and if you're in the medical field, it's even worse. So when you're in a hospital, you have all of these people that are doctors and nurses and PCAs and whatever else. And custodians. Yeah. Custodians. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. they've all taken care of people who have passed away and yeah. have people who have passed away. So that it's all of them on top of. Yeah. So it's not just relatives. It's right. people they've helped. Yep. Or, you yep. know, showed great compassion to or whatever. Right. right. That passed away. Just, you know. Or one of their, one of their patients, it belongs to, you know, Nana who's coming through or. Mm -hmm. yeah or whatever and so it's it's sometimes it's like you have to try to you you go through this like line of people and you're like huh <laughs> you know but when you're in the hospital and they're bombarding you it's like guys like really you have to get out now you have to leave now you and know? so did you do any um you know how you said, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to go in somebody's face and whatever. And that's a big thing with us. You, you ask permission. That's why when you see like the Long Island medium and. Well, so that's it, also set up though. It's also very it's set up. It's also and, set up. And, yeah. yeah, for sure. But you know, if somebody comes up to you, that that's invasive. Somebody coming up to you and say, Hey, I have your grandma here. Like what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there is a, a permission thing, but you had said that um, you told them, Hey, I'm not going up to them. Just they have to come to me. Mm -hmm. Did anybody come to you? Um, just one of the nurses. 
you know, tell, without and, giving away anything, can you tell a little bit about? So it was her dad. Um, and she, it, it, the I forget how the conversation started, but we were talking about all of that stuff. I think, cause I had crystals in his room on the, yeah. on the windowsill. Um, and she was like, oh, you know, not led into the conversation about what I do and, and what have you. And I kept it really quiet at the hospital because I didn't want. Yeah. You didn't want to be working. That, <laughs> right. Like all the things that come with that or people that won't come in the room. Cause they're afraid of me too. That oh, happened. Yeah. So I, um, you know, we started talking and, and she was like, you know, my, my dad passed away. And I said, yeah, I said, I could, I could feel that. And she said, you can. And I said, yeah. And then, um, she said, can you, can you real quick? And I, and she was one of the nice nurses. Cause they weren't all, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not all as awesome as, as others. And so, um, yeah, so I, t you know, we talked about when she was little and she was roller skating and, um, she was on skates and squirted him with a hose and he couldn't like get away from her. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just this memory that comes through. And that's what happens with mediumship is like, there's things that you say that there's no way you could, you could know that. So that's how they know, you know, you, you all know that, but right. Yeah. So that came through and then um, she was a daddy's girl. So it was really a, a big deal for her to be able to know that he's, he's okay and that he's with her and, um, that reassurance, yeah. you know, the thing is we don't usually tell people things they don't already know, but it feels good for them. Absolutely. The yeah. affirmation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it wasn't just spirits either that visited me. There was, there was, it was a really scary time. And I remember I was sitting on the couch in his room. They have a cardiac ICU, which is where he was first. And they have couches in there for the family. I mean, and I took him out for something. I don't, I don't know, some test or something. And I remember I put my head down. And I said, I'm just going to rest for a minute. Cause I hadn't really slept at this point. And it had been a couple of days. I dozed here and there. So I put my head down. And I went like this and I had my hands next to my head in prayer position. And I felt this like warmth come over me and I could see this golden energy for lack. It wasn't golden, but it, that's the only word I have. And I just heard it's, it's okay. And he's going to be okay. Be strong. You have to pull through this. Oh. And that carried me, that was right in the beginning. And that was one of the things that carried me through the whole ordeal and the aftermath. I mean, this started on Christmas day in 2018 and we're still dealing with it. Mm. You know, how many years later, whatever, I can't count whatever that is, but so it, that was pretty powerful. And there were moments like that, that happened quite a bit for me and for family um where we were just like okay you know what we know that he's going to be okay this is just really really hard and really you know we have to be the strong ones and he was always the strong one so you know to have that role reversed and to see him like that and then to you know I could feel that when I was like teaching him how to eat and teaching him how to you know go to the bathroom and like all those things like yeah. it was really um yeah it was humbling and powerful um you said that okay so you did say before we that you did feel some negative mm -hmm. energies. Can yeah. you touch on that a little bit? Well, there are um, lower vibrational energies that that you know you know the the greatest light attracts the greatest darkness, and the darkness feeds on the light. And you know, so there are things that will go around looking for things to feed off of. If someone who's normally a higher vibration isn't 
in that space, they'll, they'll be there to feed off it, to make it worse, to, you know, that sort of thing. And it was, it was interesting. I, I have this friend and she came in with sage and she said, you could just burn, just light some sage and burn it. And I said, <laughs> this is ICU, like ICU. You can't burn sage. She's like, just do it when they're not in the room. I'm like, but there's oxygen. Like you can't set things on fire. <laughs> my lighter yeah so so finally she just what she was just like no don't worry about it so I just you know waited till she left and I put it out but I didn't burn it obviously um so I had to do some like real um energy work I used a lot of Reiki to cleanse the room and to keep it cleansed and and to get rid of that stuff and then you know as things progressed with him and there was a lot of ups and downs there was a lot of using energy and, and having people that are close to me help um, that also are aware of their gifts and our energy practitioners help to keep it cleansed, to keep it clear so that he could heal. Um, so and it, it's weird. It's like little, they look like little shadows coming in. They look like almost I like really big fleas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we can describe them. I mean, just awful things. And, and so I was on the phone with, um, this woman, she's like my second mother. I call her Ma. Her name's Donna. Um, and she, you know, I'd, I'd text her and I'd be like, what is going on? There's like these giant flea things everywhere. And she's like, okay, this is what we do. And she would walk me through how to get rid of them with my own energy without hurting him or anybody else in the hospital and that kind of thing. So that was. Did, was there a feeling of, that they wanted something from you that they were, or was it just a feeling of, of negativity or low vibration or sucking or do you know what I'm saying can you or all of the above all of yeah. the above okay yeah. yeah I mean they were definitely he was really weak so they were going for him and I was in the room so right they were gonna go for me too and it was like oh no this can't happen this cannot right. happen you know and there was a moment where I panicked a little and was like what do I do that's when I had texted her and I was like yeah. oh my god and she's yeah. like you know what to do take a deep breath she's like here's how we're gonna handle it I'll help you and so we were able to get it out of the room and then keep it, keep that stuff yeah. out, you know? Yeah. Um, I just had to keep doing the same type of energy exercise every day, which is, which is where I'm blowing out. I call it blowing out, but it's like making a bubble from my core, from, from my solar plexus and, and just maintaining that, keeping that vibration it's, high. It's really interesting because it, um, in, I, I'm a shamanic practitioner and, um, when we become sorry there's a snoring dog having a dream under me so um, if you hear that um they you you get different rights in uh, when you when you're studying shamanism and they call it, we call it bands of protection mm-hmm. so you you would so it sounds like something similar i'm energetically puffing out my bands of protection for the whole yeah. room or something like that so it feels yes. like something really similar do can you tell us any of the like I know you didn't go to people and say hey grandpa says blah 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 but Mm -hmm. were they saying hey can you tell her blah 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 can you tell her was it was it anything specific or funny or whatever or was it just like tell her I'm fine tell her I'm here tell her am I it was mostly things of just love like that or it was mostly just things of love yeah there wasn't really any anybody that was um looking for anything else it was because it 
where we were was ICU and we were in ICU for most of the time until um, he was able to go to a step down unit. And then it was right into a different ICU because he had ended up because of the aortic dissection, he ended up having to have another surgery because there was no blood getting to his organs. So that was a different part of the hospital. So in the other part of the hospital, it was, um, can you just go there? There was a, um, half of the unit we were on was like a burn unit mm-hmm. trauma and burn unit and so it was can you just go tell them you know they're okay and they're not on fire and like things like that because there was there was um, you know someone who was having bad dreams about right. whatever had happened to them and it was like you know mm-hmm. I don't I don't Ugh. think so. the only time it really like stopped I would say there was some football game on I don't know what game it was because I don't follow sports but um, they were all in the guy next door, uh, like all the people working were like in his room and our room watching the sports game. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I, I, you know, that was when I really like, they got quiet for a few minutes and then like, okay. watching the game, they were watching the game. Even yeah. in the afterlife, they're still like the game's on. Yeah. It was really <laughs> weird. Time out, the game's on. So I think this is because well, go ahead, Jenny. I, I was gonna say, I, ju- I just think it's a great um, well thing for people to know that when they are in the hospital or when they are in a in a serious situation, like you, you, your thoughts aren't, I have everybody with me, right? You know, yeah. you're in the immediate because I I remember my sister um, passed two years ago, two summers ago, and I didn't know she was going to pass. I knew she was ill, but she she always bounced back, and she was only in her sixties. And when I got to the hospital just as I put my hand on the door to open her door, I heard another sister who had already passed. And she said to me, don't worry, we, we have her from here. You know, like the, there was a trust and I was floored because I didn't think she was going to pass, but I heard Carol. Um, and so I went in and she did, it, it took a couple of days and she did pass and it was very unexpected, even though she was ill. Um, but I had a reading from somebody. I don't know if I was sharing a reading with somebody and they mentioned that and they said all of your loved ones were there with you I mean I heard Carol but I was in the immediate like upset with Nancy so I didn't I knew Carol was with me mm-hmm. so it's it so it's interesting that you have that to draw on it's uh, a it's a really good point Ginger because I think that you know a lot of times when we're in a situation like that a loved one in the hospital or something you're you're feeling helpless because you really have no control over anything. You're just, you know, even I remember when my mom was in the hospital, it was like, you know, I had family in other places that were like, we need to talk to a doctor. We need to talk. And I'm like, yeah, good luck. Do you know what I mean? Like they wanted a family like conference call with the doctor set at a very specific time. And I'm like, you know, guys, so you, 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 even that it's like a doctor walks by and you basically throw yourself at them and wrap your arms around them just to try to get some answers. Yeah. That's what our experience was. So you feel very alone. So it's a really good reminder, Ginger, that ask for help from loved ones in spirit and be open to feeling it, you know, just be there like, Hey guys, I need help. Yeah. I need help here. I actually now ask only because my, my first reading that I had done that Joe Shield did for me. He was like, your spirit guides, you know, they're always with you and blah, blah, blah. And um, you drive way too fast. And <laughs> they've actually, and I do, I used to drive way too fast, like way too fast. And um, he's, he said, 
actually one of them is is saying there are two occasions where they have intervened. And I said, and I know exactly what two occasions those were. You know, I know. And then um, sometime later, I actually heard when I was driving my car, I heard that I was going to get rear-ended. And it was interesting because I changed lanes because I was like, I don't want to get rear-ended. So I changed lanes. And the guy that was behind me in the other lane changed lanes with me. And about two minutes later, he rear-ended me. And it was just like, oh, geez. So now every time I get in the car, I ask them to protect me, to watch over me and to, to help kind of thing. I said, I mean, I do drive not as fast as I used to, but <laughs> um, Jen, I'm curious to know if you had any experience with spirits who were people who passed at the hospital and like, you know, sometimes you hear about like spirits getting stuck mm. or not not like if someone has just passed, like not realizing that they've passed. I didn't really run into any of that. I mean, I knew when someone was passing because it's almost like, um, I don't know. I hear these like bell type noises and it's almost like twinkle lights that I see when someone is going. Mm -hmm. I think it's really not common. This is my personal belief that someone gets stuck Okay. Only because when I had an experience, it was, oh, it was like a tractor beam was pulling me up and I'm just not sure how, um, someone, how could, you, how you could get stuck. Yeah. How you could get stuck. I, the only way I can understand that happening is if it's a really, um, terrible circumstance, like a war or, you know, a, a, a murder or something because of the energy that's created from something like that. I mean, you know, death isn't exactly a wonderful circumstance for a lot of people, but, you know, from everything that I've seen when we pass and we see when they see where they're going, they usually hit the ground running. They want to go. Um, yeah. You know, every once in a while it's a, Oh, you know what happened, but I haven't really run into a lot of that are stuck. And then when they are, if they do get stuck here, they almost end up it like reliving their trauma over and over again. Or I think they get like a spiritual dementia, hmm. if you will, because they're not supposed to be here. Right. So sometimes some of those dark things could have been spirits that were stuck or what have you. But I was also not in a place to deal with any of that because what was going on with my husband was so severe and because i mean he had there's a um side effect from being in the hospital too long and it's a delirium and he ended up with that and so you know that in itself was hard enough so to try to help anybody i was definitely not in a position for that so i didn't really see that um i don't know i don't know if people would get stuck in a hospital. I guess it just depends on what, you know, do mediums go to hospitals just to see if, <laughs> if this <laughs> right. you know? I was well, thinking, anybody, anybody, anybody stuck? Anybody needs help? Anybody <laughs> I was thinking maybe they could have an office on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this makes God. me think of something too. I don't know who it was, but I've heard this story and I've shared this story um, because there was a lot of, maybe Joe told us, I'm not sure, but there was 
um, you know, I guess there was concern people that, you know, like, I don't want to be constantly everywhere I go, here's spirit, here's spirit, here's spirit, here's spirit. And so maybe it was Joe, I'm not sure, but somebody told me there was a, a, a very successful medium or something. I don't know if it was one of the, again, don't quote me, I don't know who it was, but um, she decided it was a bracelet or something. So she made a, a deal with the spirit that when this bracelet is on, and and I might it might have been when the bracelet is off or whatever, but you know, so an example, when the bracelet is on, I'm open for business. When mm -hmm. the bracelet is off, I'm not. So that she wasn't getting constantly, you know, you know, like we said before, oh my God, a medium, she can see us, she can hear us, you know, and everybody goes to, you know, because you have to have your boundaries even. Um, and it is it it is a very respectful. Yes, like what we were saying about Joe saying, no, there's a million in spirit that want to get their messages through. But they, so they are very respectful in both ways. Like, hey, come to me, I need help. Or come to me, I'm open to help you. Um, but, or also not now. Like I need, I need some downtime or something like that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, did you... Don't you hate when your watch starts talking to you and says, I'm not sure I understand. Um, I wasn't talking to you. That's why. Um, did you find yourself becoming overwhelmed at any point? Um, only that initial part where when I had it, when I texted mom was right. like, you know, what the heck? And then she reminded me, you know, this is what you do and da da da. And so I don't, when I say open it up, it's when I allow them into my energy. So I keep them on the outskirts of my energy. I don't Got it. allow them to communicate all the time because otherwise I would be hospitalized myself. Right. Right. It would right. Just, who can deal with that? So you so, just know energetically like, or have just put it, Hey guys, not now or yeah. something like that. So same thing. She just used a bracelet or, or right. whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. The same yeah. thing it's it's you know what do you why do you mind can you see i'm going through something and most yeah. most of the time they are respectful of that yeah. I mean, you know it's 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 not typical you get somebody that that will just try to plow through and if if i did i wouldn't communicate for them anyways i would you know right. be like hey to my gatekeepers like you know yeah i'll let that dude in or, or that lady or whatever <laughs> well you mentioned something jen about um the little fleas or a little bit of negative energy that came in so for somebody who's not um a practicing medium or feels energy in the same way what might you say to them i mean they may not know um that there is anything there or is there nothing there because they're not open Did my you thing is always I always tell, I don't care. Everybody believes in something. Even atheists believe they don't believe, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm always saying, go back to your faith, whatever that means for you. It's a knowing that needs no validations and your faith will not let you down ever. It's one of those things where, you know, we all, we all call it something, but I believe it's all the same type yeah. of energy, the same thing, yeah. the same God, the same energy, the same vibe, whatever you want to call it. And when you let your faith be bigger than your fear, you will always come out on top. You will always be okay. It always works out. It just doesn't work out the way you think it will. So <laughs> when someone, 
when someone doesn't believe the same things that I do, or I don't believe the same things that they do, that's where I always go with the conversation is, is, you know, whoever you pray to, whoever you talk to, they're not going to let you down. They never have, you know, whatever your experience was in life was your experience, but you're here now and you're, you're living now and, and you're, you know, doing whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. So go back to your faith. Yeah. That's good. You know, and if they're, if they are an atheist and they don't have anything like that, they're not going to believe in the fleas anyway. So. Good point. Right. You know? Yeah. Cool. Meditate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try to right. keep your Zen if you can. You know, I just wanted to, to pop in. This is, I know we always go off topic, but a little bit off topic. We talked about like that bubble of yeah. protection and how we push out the energy. And I went to circles of wisdom had Joe, um, not Joe shield. Um, Oh my God. Uh, Pete Sanders mm -hmm. who wrote you are psychic. And I love that book. And so he said that I, I don't remember if there was a specific reason that he did this, but instead of the bubble, he found if he did a diamond, mm -hmm. it worked better or stronger for him because of the, the edges of oh, the diamond. Interesting. It, so it, he said, if you, if you do the bubble and you still feel like something is happening, try the diamond, because he said for him, it works really well. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Really interesting. I yeah, love that. what works for one isn't going to work for the other, because we're yeah. all so unique. And it's like DNA. Yeah. friend right. of mine, um, my Reiki master uh, um, taught me, she does an M&M shower. <laughs> so, you know, like the candy coating on an M&M. Mm. Yeah. Like she, she, that's her, she takes the shower in the candy coating on the M&M. That's what works for her. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, so I it's a shower of protection or whatever. Jerry, I did a um, a journey with a, a Wiccan group, mm -hmm. and it was a spirit guide journey. And my spirit guide, I was waiting for this ethereal being, and my spirit guide showed up as a giant blue peanut M and M. <laughs> and I was like, you're not supposed to want to bite your spirit guide. This can't be. Yeah. No, that's freaking awesome though. Of course you did. It was you wild. Know? It was wild. And then I'm driving home and I'm like, did that really happen? Was that like a real thing? And a Volkswagen blue Volkswagen Beetle goes by and the license plate says blue M and M. And I was like, okay. okay. So yeah, that was <laughs> I want a sign of your sign. Yeah, no, I did one before and my spirit guide, you know, the beast from beauty and the beast. Yeah. yeah, like that's what it looked like. That's what he looked like. Oh wow! The, the beat, and and I was kind of the same way. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Are we supposed to have something flowy and you know, like whatever? But yeah, it was like the yeah, beast like... from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, isn't that funny? But my husband said it makes sense. He says you have a hard shell, but you're really sweet and you're a little nuts. And I was like, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I like that. That is nice. keeps me grounded. That's for sure. Cool. <laughs> right. He actually, it was interesting when we saw his, his um, mother, when his son and I saw his mother, when he was on the table, um, he actually did die four times when, when they were operating on him. And we didn't find out till we got the paperwork that that had happened that many times. And he told me that he had seen his parents and his grandparents and, um, it was about two weeks afterwards. And I, and I said, Oh, I was wondering, but I didn't want to ask like, Hey, while well, you were dead. So yeah. <laughs> he, I, how do you bring that up? And so he, he said, he said it was really, really weird. And he told them he couldn't go with them because he had promised me he would stay. 
I love that. You know, when my mom passed, it was just she and I, and we were like, I might have told the story before, so forgive me if I'm repeating, but it was she and I um, lying in their, in their, in their bed and she hadn't communicated in a couple of days. She was out, you know, um, and the, her hospice nurse was in the, the living room and we were just in the bed listening to music and I was just holding her hand. And all of a sudden she opened her eyes and she looked up like to the corner, like where the ceiling meets the wall, the corner. And she just went like, like that. And I knew instantly, sorry, I knew instantly that she saw them, whoever, her mom, her dad, her brothers, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I just said, you know, it's okay, go, yep. they got you, they got you. So mm-hmm. I know for a fact that that is there. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it was the most, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it made me feel so much better because it's like, okay, she's not alone. Yeah. Just like you said, Ginger, yep. that we've got her. You know, that somebody was waiting for her, you know, sorry. My mother had a dream right just a few days before she passed. And I remember going over um, to the house and we were having tea and she tells me, hey, I had this dream uh, last night and I saw everybody. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I saw your father. I saw, and she's naming, you know, all of the people around her. And my mother and I had this very funny um we were very, very, very close, but we didn't always say anything that was too emotional, Yeah. but I could look at her and I knew what she was saying or thinking, and she could do that. For, I know it's just a weird yeah. thing. And so I knew what she was telling me because she knew what it meant. And a few days later, she did yeah. pass. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're all, we, we talk about that all the time. They are yeah. still there. They they're there for us. Absolutely still there. Yeah. Sure, you know, and our animals are as well. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, thank you, Jen. This was this is really cool. This was really interesting, and um, just your husband's all good now, right? Yes, yeah, we're getting there, one day at a time. But yeah, he's he's so much better than he was. That's awesome. That's awesome. Or, well, so thank you so much you. for sharing all that because it's just it just it's really super cool, and I hope it leaves listeners knowing that they can hey i need help you know not that you know i know jen is a medium so she's sitting there and people are coming to her but if you're not a medium you can look at it from the other side and just say hey i know you guys are there i need help you know like we just said so somebody be with me somebody let me know that you're here um that you're on my side or whatever um so yeah Pretty cool. So Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. This um, is great for sharing. It was it was really super, super interesting. And um, we just love you. So yeah. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. You know where to find us, psychicwives.com, psychicwives on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. You know all the things. Um, and uh yeah, until next time. Be well and be kind. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. 
If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.